I challenged myself and I said, I may not have all the financial capital to do it, but I have the teeth to cut in the stake and I have the resources and access to the golf industry because I've been in golf for 12 years now at this point. I think that I can figure something out. I did some research to find out what other black owned businesses are there out there. To be fair, I didn't find any. And it was a sad moment because 2019 is not 1919. I decided that night I was going to call it Deuce. I did not know what the logo was going to look like, but I wanted to somehow leave a legacy for my son. I've called him Deuce since he was three. So I said, why not name the company after my son? It's a cool name. The first product was golf clubs. What I realized is that when you're building a company, you're really building a tribe. You're really building a support group around you of people who are proud to wear the hat. They wear it because it's a cool brand. They wear it because of the quality. They wear it because it matches or just their favorite hat that fits their big melon or their small bean head. <laughs> Whatever it is that the reason why they wear it, I'm okay with that. Welcome to the Mod Golf Podcast, where we speak with the influencers, disruptors, entrepreneurs, and innovators who are shaping the future of golf. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. If you're new to the Mod Golf Podcast, thanks very much for joining us. And if you enjoy what you hear, please subscribe to the show to hear about all of our upcoming episodes, listen to some previous ones, and to enter our latest golf product giveaway contest. I'm your host, Colin Weston, and today my guest is Ty DeLavalade, founder and president of Deuce. Deuce is a black-owned business that designs and delivers upscale golf, lifestyle, and cigar accessories that appeal to a fashion-conscious player. Deuce reflects everything the game of golf is becoming and wants to be. Inclusive, exciting, daring, and bold. So with that introduction, hey, Ty, thanks so much for joining us today, and welcome to the Mod Golf Podcast. Hey, how you doing, man? <laughs> I like that. The crowd, the crowd, the crowd. The crowd. Yeah. I, I, I have to have that. I have to have the crowd button. I don't need the crowd button. You are the crowd button. The there. Crowd button. Yeah, man. No, yeah. thank you for inviting me. Uh, very happy to be here, my friend. Thank you for joining me in uh, Orlando in January and coming being a part of the Deuce Invitational. So uh, now we had a chance to meet you in person. So this is a great coming together again. Absolutely. Absolutely. We talked back then, what, five, six months ago that, to get you on and you've been so crazy busy. Deuce is blowing up in a massive way. All the things that you're doing that we're going to talk about, all of those great things today. But hey, Ty, I always like to start with a bit of an icebreaker that revolves around golf. Imagine that. From what I understand, you were born and raised in Chicago. So hey, I want to hear, go back into the time machine and tell us the first time you ever picked up a golf club, your first golf experience and who introduced you to golf. Tell us about that. So it was my grandfather. And my grandfather was a member of South Shore Country Club on the south side of Chicago, um, right off of South Shore Drive. He introduced me to the sport of golf when I was five. And he passed away a couple of years later, so I didn't get a chance to really evolve in the sport with him, you know, as a mentor and bringing me around his friends and buddies. The unique thing about my grandfather is, and this is how the universe tells you that you're in your purpose, is that my grandfather was one of the first black men in Chicago to actually plan golf tournaments for people of color on the south side of Chicago at Jackson Park and Piper Peace Golf Course, which is now called the Joe Lewis Golf Course on the south side of Chicago. So me and golf, it took four decades to, <laughs> to get to where I'm supposed to be. My journey in golf is 40 plus years, but I feel that where I am now is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Nice, nice. Let's go over to entrepreneurship. Did you always have the entrepreneurial bug? Is this something that you were around as far as your family or friends? 
as I like to say with myself, I was a bit of a reluctant entrepreneur. It kind of revealed itself in the second half of my life. So tell us about that just as far as your, uh, your entrepreneurial DNA. So uniquely enough, I've actually been an entrepreneur since I was in high school. Okay. So I actually own two companies in high school that I actually started. So I was actually designing hats in high school for De La Salle Institute, which is a all boys Catholic school on the side on the south side of Chicago. So I designed baseball hats, which looked like the Brooklyn Dodger hats of the old with the white with the blue piping. Oh yeah. yeah. It was De La Salle. So instead of the blue old English B, I had the old English D for De La Salle. And then I also had a sweatshirt company that I owned as well with the mentor and he helped me take sweatshirts, outsource it, how we found a seamstress and she put ethnic and African fabrics on top of the sweatshirts and we sold them in a couple of boutique shops in the city. Wow. And so, okay. Then, so, I was just going to say it. So it sounds like design, apparel, fashion, and entrepreneurship. It sounds like that was burned into your brain from high school and beyond. So it sounds like it set a very strong foundation with what you're doing with Deuce. So let's move forward then. What did you do in the, in the next few years before you had the aha moment and had the courage to create Deuce? So just tell us about the next stage in your life there to build up to this. Uh, I was fortunately laid off in 2009. So thank you, McGraw-Hill. You gave me uh, life. <laughs> I got laid off summer of 2009 and decided to start my first company, which was My Golf Concierge. My Golf Concierge was an upscale golf and travel business where we plan golf vacations for small, medium, and large groups, couples and individuals throughout the US, Caribbean, Mexico, and Europe. And that company morphed three times and that changed its name from My Golf Concierge to Golf Quest to Oceanside Golf. And I guess we still officially own it. However, we're not really doing much business out of that particular business, but COVID had its own plan and gave life to Deuce. There we go. And obviously in 2020. 2020. Okay. So with that, with Deuce, 2020, is that when you launched the brand? So even before that, why don't you talk about for our listeners here, as far as seeing the opportunity, what you wanted to do to differentiate yourself, bring all these, if you want your secret sauce or superpowers and experience together here. So what did you launch first with Deuce? What was your first thing? You didn't want to do everything, as they say, with entrepreneurship. You don't want to boil the ocean. You don't want to do all these things at once. You want to focus on one. So what did you do out of the gate? Where did you see the gap and the opportunity and said, you know what, with Deuce, we're going to focus on this and we're going to go for it. So tell us about the early days of Deuce. Early days of Deuce started July 2019. I was on a podcast with some friends, all African-American professionals in the sport of golf in different ways from media and teaching professionals and players and some other people who have tried their way into this wacky sport. And the question was asked, do we know any people of color, specifically black people who are in golf, who are manufacturers, designers, and or entrepreneurs that are doing well or at all? It was six of us on the call and two guys knew the answer. One of them was me. And it was the other guy who actually started a company and then it didn't work out. His company was Sweet Spot and he tried it for a few years, outsourced to different countries, and it just didn't work itself out. So that night, I challenged myself and I said, I may not have all the financial capital to do it, but I have the teeth to cut in the stake and I have the resources and access to the golf industry because I've been in golf for 12 years now at this point. I think that I could figure something out. So I did some research to find out what other Black-owned businesses are there out there. To be fair, I didn't find any. And it was sad. It was a sad moment because 2019 is not, it's not 1919. And <laughs> right. yeah. I decided 
That night, I was going to call it Deuce. I did not know what the logo was going to look like, but I wanted to somehow leave a legacy for my son. I have one son. I've called him Deuce since he was three. So I said, why not name the company after my son? It's still a cool name. It's not a name like that Smith or Adams, like Taylor made is. It was it's Deuce. It's a cool name. The first product was golf gloves. I don't golf eight times a month like everyone else. So I don't blaze through golf gloves in a few rounds. But the golf glove that I love the most that I really enjoyed that had enough fashion and flair was G4. Mm. And Massimo did an amazing job with getting out the gates and then got scooped up by Peter Millar, obviously some years ago, but they had a really good golf glove and they were colorful, good quality. And I wanted that. So I said, there could be two, three companies in golf with colored golf gloves. Why not that other one be me? And so we started off with golf gloves. I ordered the golf gloves in September and I received them the week of Black Friday, 2019. So it took about two and a half months. Got it. Got it. So with that, I want to focus on one of the things that you've mentioned there or a couple. You talked about a lot of partnerships and insights and talking to people and asking questions to reveal opportunities. I think that's so crucial for people out there that are considering entrepreneurship or they've got some idea. The fact that it was based in an industry, well, multiple industries that you had experience in and are passionate about, rather than starting something from scratch, something you don't really know about, go with what you know, because sounds like those relationships that you built up for 10 to 15 years were the fuel that propelled you forward at the beginning, rather than starting from zero and needing to build all those, which is so difficult. So it sounds like that, that helped you tremendously out of the gate at the beginning with your golf clubs. Yeah, relationships are the new currency. That's a mm-hmm. thing that I took from a mentor of mine, and I truly believe that. I mean, you know, if you have the relationships out there and they trust you and you trust them and you look at them as people who are mentors, they can help you either through a tough time or introduce you to somebody to make your life very different a lot faster and you can skip some steps so that you don't have to bump your head along the way as much as others have. Absolutely. Absolutely. Other thing I wanted to touch on that you mentioned. So with the golf glove, you didn't then say, okay, how do I design a golf club? I need to do that myself in manufacturing and the whole supply chain. Did you then have gloves that you loved and then manage to then specialize them to align with the Deuce brand? How was that at the beginning? I purchased 16 golf gloves. I tried them all on. I got rid of half and then I got down to eight and then I got down to four. And then I started cutting them up, taking pictures, talking to some friends, and then took small features of different gloves that I felt were really unique. And that's how I designed my golf glove. I took the best of four gloves, the fit, feel, look, and some other features that gave me what what my finished product was. Love it. Love it. So let's move forward a little bit. You're more than just golf gloves. Looking here like leather hand-stitched cigar pouches would look amazing. And obviously the hats and the belts. And you've even got these amazing duffel bags too. As you progressed and got traction and the Deuce brand started to get some recognition. Yeah. So tell us about 2020, especially that little thing called COVID that threw a wrench into a lot of things, but also was an opportunity for golf. It, it was an amazing opportunity for golf. A lot of people who were already playing golf started playing more. People who had clubs in the garage, they hadn't touched them in a year for whatever reason. They were like, well, only thing I can do right now is smoke cigars and play a little golf. So <laughs> you can go outside and you can't catch COVID by smoking a cigar with yourself. And if you're six feet away from somebody, you guys can enjoy being outside without spreading some germs. So we just went from 
golf gloves. And then some friends of mine were like, hey, I want to support you, but I don't play golf. So I said, well, maybe we'll make hats. So then we started making hats. And then people were like, hey, love these. Well, if we're going to really be an accessories company, uh, I think you should get into the belt game. And they said, well, we only knew one black-owned company that was in belts, and that was G-Belts out mm-hmm. of L.A. But his belts are fairly plain, one color, black or brown or white. And I'm like, if I'm going to be having all these cool colors and, and gloves and hats, I got to have cool belts. Then we started with the belts. And every new collection started because one of my knucklehead friends or a customer said, hey, I think you should be doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're done with the whole people saying, I think you should be doing that. And then I jump on it. But right now with the cigar accessories, there's an amazing opportunity because we now manufacture torches and lighters. We source all of our leather from Morocco. So all of our duffel bags and our cigar accessories are all made out of Moroccan leather and suede. Nice. I'm looking at a picture of one right now. They look beautiful. I've actually seen them in person, of course, at your golf tournament there in Orlando yeah. that you were kind enough to invite me to and had a great time that day. You were yeah. kind enough to come in and, and participate. The gratitude is for me for you to come in and enjoy it with us. So I uh, appreciate that, my friend. Well, hey, uh, next year, January, you have that tournament again. I promise to be there. Absolutely. Because I had a great time and love to support. So you said yes to a lot of things here as far as golf belts, duffel bags, hats. <laughs> I know as an entrepreneur myself, you just want to say yes. You don't want to miss out on an opportunity. There's that FOMO, that fear of missing out. What thing are you proud of that you've said no to? Shirts. Why did you say no to shirts? I said no to shirts for that particular season in the business because it was a lot. There were so many companies coming out with shirts and there's this theme of, fun shirts right now from pins and aces and bad birdies and chubbies and everybody else and good good everybody's got shirts yeah yeah look i got on a fun shirt right now it's gray with pink flowers and and i like the shirt why because it doesn't have the brand on it i'm just different now when you own a brand you don't want to run around and giving everyone else that advertising i found a few brands that i could wear their, their stuff and no one really knows what the shirt is when I take pictures. So I'm not doing double advertising. But shirts, definitely, and I can say that is the fastest thing I've said no to. Got it. Got it. Well, hey, all our listeners out there, if you join us on our YouTube channel later on for our conversation, you'll actually see that fun shirt. And you'll also see the awesome pink deuce hat that Ty is sporting today. I I had to get myself one of those. I've got a white one with green, but I don't have that pink one there. I think I can rock that pink one too. Maybe not as well as you, my friend, but maybe I can pull that one off. You never know. So, so hey, yeah. And the, the show notes for all our listeners here, I will include the link for our YouTube conversation. So, hey, join us there also. Come and see what we're doing over there. Okay. So you said yes. You said no, but you've also said yes to a couple other things that are still within the realm of golf that help to build partnerships, cultivate trust and build community. I know you're a massive community builder with a give first attitude. So I've heard a little bit about the Deuce Am Tour. So tell us what's going on there, Ty. So as you attended the Deuce Invitational back in January, that was our third event. I've personally planned over 250 golf tournaments over the last 14 years. So I've I've seen a lot. But for me, I've done it for the NBA, done it for the NFL, I've done it for fraternities and sororities. I did it for Obama back in 2007. But now getting to this point where I thought I was done with events, 
But what I realized is that when you're building a company, you're really building a tribe. You're really building a support group around you of people who are proud to wear the hat. They wear it because it's a cool brand. They wear it because of the quality. They wear it because it matches or just their favorite hat that fits their big melon or their small bean head. <laughs> Whatever it is that the reason why they wear it, I'm okay with that. So we decided to do the AM Tour because I looked at amateur golfers who are competitive and where can they currently play? There's a lot of guys who play on Saturdays, but I saw that the Golf Channel, they deactivated their AM Tour back in 2020, and it was rebranded, I believe, as the U.S. AM Tour. Right. And there's a few others out there as well, but I realized that when I talked to friends who participated in them, they're kind of boring. Mm-hmm. They're kind of stale. No offense, guys. <laughs> People want to show up and have a good time. So for me, the Deuce Amp Tour, we started with the Deuce Invitationals. And now we said, let's take it to 11 events, 10 in the States and one in the Dominican Republic. Mm -hmm. And I came up with the deck, I talked to some friends. Some people said, you're crazy. Other people said, you're genius. And I tend to like the people, people who call me genius. <laughs> <laughs> but the people who tell me that you're crazy, you have to go back to the drawing board and come up with reasons why you have to sell them to get them back onto the genius plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then they're like, you know what? Okay, I get it now. It makes sense. So now we have created this amazing tour that starts in uh, September, and we already have Golf Pass, Golf Channel. We have Troom. We have Uncle Nearest Premium Whiskey. Right. And we also have PXG as national partners. And so going in with these three, four behemoth companies, I'm able to do things that those other amateurs, they, they haven't been able to do, right. which is secure large sponsors and shake it up a little bit and make it a bit more cool. Love it. Love it. We're now going to take a short break to hear about what's new with Zencaster. Did you know that podcast advertising is way more effective than social media and traditional advertising? with 67% of listeners remembering brands and 63% making a purchase after hearing them. I've been using Zencaster since day one of the ModGolf podcast, and I'm excited to tell you about Zencaster's creator network, which makes it easy for brands to connect with podcasters and their audience. Looking to get your product in the hands of people who will love it? Promoting on podcasts is the fastest growing advertising style in the world, being 4.4 times more effective than display ads. With Zencaster's new podcast marketplace, your company can negotiate directly with creators, collaborating with them to get the best bang for your advertising buck. Zencaster's creator network is the perfect place for you to get into podcast ads and sponsor your favorite shows, like me. Zencaster matches you with the best podcasts, so your product gets to the right audience to maximize your advertising campaign budget. Interested in sponsoring the ModGolf podcast or learning how podcast show advertising could benefit your business? Go to zen.ai forward slash modgolf and fill out the contact information so that the Zencaster team can bring your business story to life. That's zen.ai forward slash modgolf to give your product the opportunity to reach a new audience through the podcast they love. So for the first event, can you walk us through, I know you're all about experiences also in creating fun, unexpected, magical moments before, during, and after an event. So what do you have in store? What can you tell us as a bit of a teaser here, Ty, as far as what's your differentiator? How are you going to make the Deuce Am Tour events different and more exciting and just plain more awesome than a regular amateur tour event? Well, I feel like obviously this is advertising, so I have to give away the secret sauce because people got to get excited. So part of it begins 
with understanding that the cool kids of golf, we like to dress a certain way. We like to listen to some music. We like to have some swing juice along the way, front and back nine or Uh on the back of the turn. And some of us like a seltzer or some scotch or a Bloody Mary, depending on the night before, how early we're getting going. (laughs) And so what I wanted to do was to create an experience around the event. And we all know people who are eight handicaps and 20 handicappers, and they can have a cigar, a beer, or four, a seltzer, not all together, and they can still shoot their handicap. So if you're a competitive golfer and you can have some fun water and a good stick of tobacco and have a good time with music and still shoot your handicap, then why can't it just be that way? So if golf is changing and golf is shifting, then why can't amateur tour events also shift with that? What we wanted to do was to bring something different. So the cool thing is that PXG has come on board they're going to be hosting a pairing party every destination. If there's a PXG location in that city, the cities are LA, Vegas, Phoenix, Dallas, Chicago, Miami, Orlando, Atlanta, DC, which is really Northern Virginia, because it's going to be at Potomac Shores. We're supposed to be doing Jersey, but I think we may be doing either Philly or we might do New Haven. Got so it. we're trying to figure that out. However, wherever there's a PXG store, we're doing a pairing party open bar, food, come in, bring your clubs. If you got PXG clubs, if not, come in and swing and test these things out so you can see what the sauce is all about. Yes, they are pure. They do hit well. And damn it, they do cost a few grand, but you're going to lose that in skin money if you're playing with those old TaylorMade R7s you still got in the back. And so that's part of the pre. When you get there in the morning, a team welcoming you with smiles, high fives, music playing. There's going to be deuce swag laid out to come in. If you didn't have the right deuce hat color in your closet, you can find a deuce hat that matches what you're going to have on today Mm -hmm. to make sure you're not there looking crazy when the camera's on you. We're going to have Uncle Nearest out there on the turn, giving out complimentary sips of Uncle Nearest premium whiskey. And thank you to them. They've come on in a big way. And then we're going to have Cigar Company as well, kind of tucked away within some of the holes They'll be doing activations and giving out cigars. And what we're not going to do is you're not going to look like a charity tournament where you got a damn sponsor on every hole. But we do want to give some local companies an opportunity to get some exposure without it slowing down the game. We're going to do something different, which you don't typically see. Because, again, my guys, we like to dress nice. Mm-hmm. So there's this new thing called a 360 photo. You've probably seen it where you stand on this thing and a camera wraps around you, goes a bunch of times, and it can go in slow motion. Well, get, hey, we figure guys want to look good on the golf course, so we're going to bring this out to the tournaments, let you get up on it, and let that thing spin around you so you, people can check out what you're working with oh, you know, cool. on the golf course. Because it's about fashion and having a good time, and this allows other brands to be able to get some exposure there as well. But the cool thing is we get to the 19th hole. Uncle Nearest is going to have a big tent with furniture, music, cigars, food, and have a good time. And it's going to be just as competitive. Everything's going to be done on Golf Genius. So thank you, Golf Genius, for coming in and being rock stars. They're going to make it a lot easier for us to be able to manage the foursomes, as well as all these side bets, stamp pots, yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, so yeah. people want to come out there and have a good time. So we want to be able to provide them with that. Love it. Love it. So 
Sounds like in all the cities that you mentioned there, I'm assuming those are all Troon golf courses. That's the great thing of those partnerships too, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, to, yeah. yeah so right. So thank you, Troon. Sorry. Hey, Troon. Hey, Chris. Hey, Kendall. Hey, Jason. Yes. Yeah, so eight out of the 10 will be Troon courses. There's mm-hmm. a couple destinations that don't have Troon courses like right in that destination. It's a little further out. For the most part, eight out of those 10 will be Troon courses. Yes. Got it. Okay. This is going to be a very selfish comment here, but you need to add Seattle to the roster of the tour because I'm up here in Vancouver, 90 minutes north of Seattle. So if you have one in Seattle, I'd be down there to play. I oh, drive down to the I-5 just, there. LAX is a couple hours away. That, that is true. I could just jump on a plane and be down there in two hours. That That is true. We could true. be in LA a couple hours. We're going to be in Irvine at Tuscan Ranch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In Irvine. So beautiful place. What do you think of that one? Do you have got the schedule already made out? Yeah. Do you know what Irvine is? Yeah. Yep, so we're going to be at Tustin Ranch Golf Club on September 23rd, and it's a Friday, which is cool. All right. So that way people can have two more drinks before they head home, you know, or slow down and wait till the traffic dies down because it is L.A. Yes. And then we're going to be in the D.C. area, going to be at Potomac Shores Golf Club in Prince William County, and that's okay. going to be October 17th, which is Indigenous Peoples Day. Absolutely. And being in D.C., there's a lot of folks we don't have to work on that Monday, so we should be at a full house. Opportunity right there to get people out. Okay. All right. Well, it sounds like the Doosam Tour is something that's that's going to be a lot of fun and really amazing. Hey, maybe I need to book that flight down to Irvine to do that. Before we run to the next question I want to ask you, I did want to follow up here with the Doosam Tour. If we have listeners out there thinking, this sounds freaking amazing, so much fun, they think, well, I'm a 16 handicap like I am. It's like, maybe I'm not good enough. Is anyone able to sign up? Can they be competitive? Are you doing a gross and a net? Or how is it working? If like if you're a high handicapper like me, do you still sign up and, and have some fun? Tell us about that. Yeah. So again, doing it our way, being different, is about doing flights a little bit differently. There'll be a total of five flights. Okay. So the flights go from zero to 24.9. The fifth flight is 25 plusers. So look, if you're a 25 plus handicap, Yes, you're competitive in your mind, as well as with some others. But we're going to make the 25-plus handicappers a non-competitive flight. You can come out, enjoy yourself, get the vibes, enjoy the music and the drinks and the cigars and the camaraderie and the networking. And But there's going to be skin pots you know, along the way for those guys as well. If they want to get in, they can get in. But it will be competitive. Again, we don't want just the local guys. If you were like going to fly in from Chicago to LA and hang out with the buddies and make a weekend out of it, come on down. Mm-hmm. Same thing, go to Chicago and Miami and Vegas and Phoenix, make a weekend out of it. But it is competitive. All the competition, all the vibes, all the networking. Love it. Love it. Got to know you a bit over the last couple of years, especially in real life when we spend some time in Orlando together. And one thing that is so authentic with you, which I love, Ty, is, is you generously give back and you make a point of that. And that's part of your community building strength. And I understand you actually have a platform called Deuce Cares, if I got that right, that yes. you've just launched or you're in the early stages. So tell us about what's going on with Deuce Cares. So Deuce Cares is our give back, our paying it forward. Produce. We realize that we've been very blessed and there's a lot of other kids who look at us and my team and people who I surround myself with and say, I'd love to do that when I grow up. I want to be like them when I grow up. So for me, the big picture for me was the opportunity to be able to share my blessings with others. And so as we go into the cities and where we're traveling, we're going to identify 
a grassroots golf organization that is currently focused on increasing diversity in the sport of golf amongst unfortunate and underserved children. So we are going into LA. We've identified two divas and dudes. A friend of mine, her name is Jenny Bethune. She does an amazing job. And so every city we go into, before we go there, we're going to identify not this grassroots program, feature them on our site, put their link if they have a Facebook or Instagram or a website. And if people want to donate directly to them, look, high five, please do. But just know that we're also going to be donating anywhere between two to $4,000 to the organization at the end of the tournament. And that's going to be our give back and our pushback to the community. We don't just want to come in, play, leave. We want to come in, play and then deposit some and pay it forward and give them an opportunity to hand out scholarships or more tea times or range balls or whatever it is they use the money for. Got it. Got it. And I know part of your paying it forward is you are really an ambassador for other Black-owned companies, especially ones that are not even aware of the almost $100 billion a year opportunity within the golf industry, whether it's tournaments or, or all the aspects of this. So tell us a bit about the work that you do or even conversations that you have outside of golf to raise awareness and and let other Black-owned businesses know there's a massive opportunity here and I'm going to help make some introductions or make you feel comfortable and confident and realize there's a great business opportunity here. So tell us about a little bit of the work that you do there or maybe a success story of someone that you know that's outside of the golf industry that's uh, now benefited from your help and others. Frank Sinatra had a song called Doing It My Way, Mm -hmm. right? And sometimes you just have to do it your way so that people can say, you know what? It worked. And what is their secret sauce? And it was just like, no, just keep your head down. And then you pop up, have something really amazing to say or do. One thing that is very intentional about what we're doing is a lot of these big events is making sure we highlight and partner with some minority-owned businesses along the way. Uncle Nearest is one of the most awarded premium whiskey brands Mm. out there right now. And they are a Black-owned business and doing extremely well. They always sold out. Don't think that that's a bad thing, folks. Sold out means that people like it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they got to re-up a lot faster. Right. And then one of the other cool things that we're doing with Uncle Nearest, we partnered with 12 Black-owned cigar companies. So now we're going to expose them to our audience when the people play in the tournaments. They can now find possibly a new favorite cigar versus the the Davidoffs that they smoke or LFDs or whatever those are. They may have a new cigar that they'll be introduced to that is a brown-owned business. So we want to make sure that that's important as well. In golf, it's about sharing in this wealth and this opportunity. And look, I'm not the only one out here, but there's the young men from Eastside Golf and there's Trap Golf and there's Black Ball. Uh, They're doing an amazing job as well. And everyone's doing something different and unique in their space. I don't look at them as competition because I'm doing different things than they're doing. They're more on the clothing side. I'm more on the accessory side. So my stuff actually accessorizes and makes their stuff look good. How about that? Love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, I love about you as a leader and an entrepreneur, you have a growth mindset. It's all about abundance. 
And yeah, you're in a competitive space with what you're doing with hats and some of the other apparel pieces that you're creating, but it's all about finding your niche and your audience and your tribe, as you call it, which I agree with completely. Just like I do with the Mod Golf podcast, trying to build the Mod Golf movement here, trying to build a tribe by taking a cue of the good work that you do. Some of the stuff that isn't glamorous, it's not sexy, and that's just consistency and authenticity. As my dad always said, as a son, we don't listen to or embrace everything your dad says, at least at the time. But my dad, years later, I know. And my dad is this one saying that he said, and I'm sure he said this many times as a kid when I was caught lying about something or other. And he said, son, the truth is easier to remember than a lie. And I can see, my friend, you're just authentic and it just comes out. You just stick with your truth and it all works out, right? And people appreciate that and people respect that and people gravitate towards that. They always will. And people, when they see that you're authentic in yourself and you're comfortable, then they want to work with you. They want to make a phone call. They want to get you on a show. They want to invite you to speak at a conference. To be fair, that's kind of where I am. I got to build the business, build the team, build the brand, and then build the voice so that people can say, okay, it worked. It didn't take 40 years. It didn't take 20 years. It took five. I'm not even three years in. And we are in PGA Tour Superstores. We have a partnership with Troon. We got Club Core coming up on opportunity. And we have the worldwide golf shops across the U.S. about to bring us into the majority of their shops. So it just, it keeps growing. And the more opportunities we have to put the brand out there and to want people to enjoy it as much as I do. And then I got tuition money to pay for my kids' college. Love it. Love it. You know what? I can keep going on here for another hour, but I do want to hold it here because as we mentioned earlier, all of our listeners here, we do want to encourage you to become viewers over on our YouTube channel. And I will include the link, as I mentioned in the show notes for that. And we're going to ask some different questions there. I'm going to dig into the culture at Deuce because I've met some of your team and they're all smiling. They're all energetic. They love the product. So I want to talk about leadership. I want to talk a little more about entrepreneurship. And I want to talk about the future of Deuce because you're in this situation now, this nice problem to have is now we're scaling. We have some traction, which is like, woohoo, we have what we want. Then it's like, oh crap, how do we do this and not trip over and fall on our face? So don't answer yeah. that yet. Hold that off because I want to dig into that. <laughs> yeah, for the other one, for the yeah other that's one. right. You got some stuff there. So hey, Ty, as we finish up, why don't you let our listeners know where they can find out more about Deuce and between social, your website, where they can find out and even buy some of your great products. So we'll start off with Deuce. You can find us on the web at deuce.co. You can find us on Instagram as well, deuce.co. Same for Facebook and Twitter. And then the same thing for Deuce Am Tour. So if you pretty much go to Instagram and put in deuce.co, you're going to find everything Deuce. So there's deuce.am.tour, which is for the Am Tour. And then the deuceamtour.com is the website for that as well. And then I have a bonus nugget. I'm going to save that nugget for the next one. All right. But there's deuce.co and then deuce.deuceamtour.com. Go to both of those. You'll see everything that you need to be able to support. Come play in the tournament. Come compete. Have a good time. I guarantee you won't be disappointed. There we go. There we go. Well, as I always do, I will include those links you just mentioned there to connect with Deuce in the show notes. And I believe we're going to do a little something, something too, because I love your product so much. You know that I do. And I don't do this very often on the Mod Golf podcast, but 
We will have a link for our Mod Golf listeners here, and we will include that. And I believe we're going to do a promo code Mod Golf. Don't know what that discount will be, but you'll certainly get a little something, something there on your first purchase. And we will work that out. So check the show notes for that. I know we need to have a little back and forth with Ty here to figure that out. But hey, we want something 15%. I'm putting it out there right now so you don't have to wait. 15% off. 15%. Boom. That just happened. Okay. So that link will be on there for all of you listeners out there, all you mod golfers. So you can become Deuce brand lovers, part of the tribe over there also. So, hey, Ty DeLavalin, founder and president of Deuce. My friend, it's been good to talk to you again. Good to see you. (laughs) Good to see you again in a couple minutes over on our YouTube channel. So, hey, why don't we keep it at that? Thanks so much for joining me today on the Mod Golf Podcast. Thank you so much. Take care. Thanks for the support. See you soon. So that's a wrap for this episode of the Mod Golf Podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation about entrepreneurship in the golf industry, you can find more compelling episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen in. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on our homepage to hear about upcoming episodes and to enter our latest golf product giveaway. I'm your host, Colin Weston. Thanks very much for joining me. Bye for now.